Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is uh, program number 567. If you'd like to have a copy of it so you can study it and over and over again, because a lot of the, uh, these, uh, all these messages are very deep and you really need to study them. The Bible tells you so. He said the reproof, in other words, the rereading or the rehearing of the Word of God is the only way to life. So we have to continue jog our memories and listen to tapes or CDs over and over again or the talking Bible, whatever. Uh, I have some uh, very strong Christian um, material tonight, uh, right straight from the gospel. We're going to be reading from 1 Corinthians 7.39, 1 Timothy 5.14, 1 Corinthians 7.8 and uh, 9, and then Romans uh, 7 uh, verse 4, and then Romans 7 verse 1 through 3. And then we're going to be reading in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1, and we'll go on. As a matter of fact, I might be reading also from uh, Matthew chapter 8. And I've got letters this evening, and I've got music. Right now, let's go to the throne. Father, uh, Lord, you are our Father. You are our Savior. You are our Creator. You're the Creator of everything, and the entire universe is operating just like time our clocks, the most perfectly organized and synchronized clock in the universe. Everything is just the same with you, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you save us, Lord, because you loved us so much that you gave your only begotten Son. In other words, you sent your Son, which is the Word of God, into the world uh, to be a man. And you did that so that he'd have genuine human blood. And you were in him when he was, uh, you, he was conceived by you, Father. And uh, he was born, certainly God. You were well before uh, Mary. So she didn't really give birth to God, the creator of the universe, and but she did give uh, birth to a God-man. And all of us are God-men and women, those of us that are believers, that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, entire, which is also the entire word of God. He's the word made flesh. And so if we believe the entire word of God, that means we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are saved if we continue on in his word, keeping his word, doing what his word tells us to do. So many false prophets today, Lord, you warned us about them. You said that they would be in the world and that they would be deceiving many people. As a matter of fact, you stated that the whole world was deceived, meaning the world, worldly people. Uh, but we, Lord, are not worldly people, those of us who believe the whole word of God. Not only that you're a good God, but you're a God of wrath and that you're a God that chastens those whom he loves. And so people have gotten it so wrong, Father, and I pray that you'll give me the words this evening because without you, I have no words. I, I really am. It's like Moses. He did. He stuttered. He or he spoke slowly, and uh, he was slow of speech. 
And I, Lord, I have uh, no, uh, of, I'm not able to speak the way I do unless you, uh, the way that you do unless it's you anointing me. And so I pray that you do that, Lord, so that the souls in the world, the deceived world will be saved and that the church will be able to receive the straight truth, not crooked truth as we hear today in so many TV and radio broadcasts and in churches all over the world, but the truth, the simple truth, this, uh, the simplicity of the gospel has always astounded people. Even little five-year-old children can understand it, and they can be saved. But uh, the people that uh, believe themselves to be so intelligent, they're the ones that will not receive the simplicity of the gospel. They feel that it should be something complicated in order to know you, and it's not. We just must receive you as a little child. That's how simple it is, is the simplicity of the gospel, is that little children just believe what their daddy tells them and their mothers tell them, and they just come. When you say, come over here, Junior, they come over, or let me uh, feed you, or whatever. This is the way you want people the lost to come forward to you is like a little child. Uh, You want to feed us and give us drink. Uh, You want us to eat uh, the the word, which is actually the body of Christ. And we are the body of Christ. We're to consume your word so that we can be members of the bread of life and the drink of life, the blood of Jesus, the life the eternal life is in the blood that Jesus, that you shed, Jesus, and the water that came out of your side when you were stabbed in the side. And Lord, we ask that uh, you rebuke Satan powerfully, Lord. I say this from the depth of my heart that you destroy all those that would destroy your word and would destroy your church and would destroy your people. And your bride, Lord, this is your bride. Rise up, O Father God. Let not it happen any longer. Give power unto your two witnesses and raise them up and exalt them. Lord, that uh, because they exalt you. Lord, they're going to rise into the kingdom of God after being dead for three days and three nights. Uh, Just as you did. Because they stood against the uh, God, small g of this earth. Lord, destroy him. Lord, I promised that I would do thousands of times worse to him than he does to me because I trust your word, Lord. I believe your word. You're God. You created everything. And you're going to burn this planet up just as you drowned everybody in the days of Noah. Lord, I ask that you do this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was a good friend of Sam Cook. Sam really had an unusual style. And he had a lot of hits, worldly hits, in the early 50s. And he's the most imitated singer that I know, except for maybe Bing Crosby and Perry Como and people like that. 
and and Frank Sinatra and so on. But Sam Cooke, uh, he wrote a lot of gospel songs, and here's one of them right here. It's called Touch the Hem of His Garment. Oh, there was a woman in the Bible days. She had been sick, sick so very long. But she heard my Jesus was passing by, so she joined the gathering throng. And while she was pushing her way through, someone asked her, what are you trying to do? She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. She cried, oh. Until she had no, had no more to spare The doctors, they done all they could But their medicine would do no good When she touched him, the Savior didn't see But still he turned around and cried Somebody touch me She said it was I who just want to touch the hem of your garment I know I be made whole right now. She stood there crying, oh, 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 and oh, 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 and oh, 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 Man, I wish that song was longer. It's just a bummer that it ends so soon. We're going to have Sam sing another one for you at the end of the program. I'm going to build on that shore. I believe he wrote both of these songs. That's why I think he sings them better than anyone else. But we have a group in the church that sings it. I think uh, it's so close that maybe they're even doing it better because uh, the band behind them, one of them being my son, is just uh, outstanding. Outstanding. We've had some uh, very good brothers and sisters in our church that uh, they're definitely singing the song about the same way Sam did, but I think they uh, they might sound just a little bit better. All right, Sam, nothing against you, nothing personal against you. All right, now we have some uh, a letter here, don't we, from somewhere. Where is it? From uh, Sefwi, Ghana, Africa. Dear okay. Pastor, let me hear what it says. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, I'm very glad to write you this letter. First of all, how are you? I fine, hope- I'm fine. It's uh, saved, praising the Lord, going to heaven, all these things, right, walking in the Spirit. And then what else? I hope by the grace of the Almighty God you are very fine. I am thanking you for taking your precious time to read my letter, because I know you have to be a very busy man of God. Oh, I love to be busy for God. Amen? Amen. There's nothing better to do than to be busy for God. All right, then what? I was recently saved after reading your newsletters and literature. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, it's uh, no glory to me. It's all to the Lord. He's the one that gave me the words. Then what? 
You have changed me and caused me to repent by the way you teach God's word. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you. Sir, I want to know and read the Bible myself, but because I am a student, I cannot afford to get one, since the cost of Bibles in Ghana is very high. Oh, listen, we give Bibles to everybody, and you don't have to uh, explain. <laughs> it's yours. You'll have it there in days. You may already have it there. It might have been a while since uh, uh, this letter came in. Then what? I will be very glad if you would send me one for my own personal use. I would like to end here with these few words. Thank you, your friend, Abraham Afool from Sefwi, Ghana, Africa. All right, praise the Lord. Now, we got a situation happen, you know, all the time, and uh, I don't want any false doctrine preached in my any of my churches. And so we're going to go to the book of Matthew uh, chapter 4, and we're going to start at verse 1. Go ahead, Sharon. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, why do you think that the Holy Spirit would lead somebody uh, to be present, uh, or in other words, to stand face to face with the devil? Well, because the Bible states that the Lord... He doesn't tempt anybody, but he tests them to see if the devil can tempt them. Because the Lord doesn't, he, he wants to see your metal, what you're made out of. And so, of course, uh, he had to be, go through some fire. He had to be tested. And it was no big thing for uh, him to be tested of God or to be tempted of the devil. He was offered everything in the world, but of course people must remember that he owned everything. In the, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the hills. He owns all the cattle. He owns all the silver, the gold, the metal, the platinum, uh, the rubies, the diamonds, everything, uh, and the pearls and oysters. He even owns the oysters. Amen? Amen. What about it? Do you think that... Uh, there are going to be animals in heaven? Yes, there will be. Amen. It just says so. So look at your little pet and you say, I just can't uh, think of being without. Well, you know, you'll see him in heaven. Amen. We have a couple of little pets like that. Uh, we And we expect to see them in heaven. And the lion, you're going to see the lion there. And you'll see a bear and the wolf. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God created animals, and so he must like them. Amen? Amen. Okay, and so if he likes them, it's for sure. God is a good God, and he is a severe God, but he's a good God, he's a God of love, and he's a God of wrath. If you keep the Lord's commandments, then you'll be able to see your, most people. There's a lot of people today that love their love animals more than they do humans. I don't believe that they'll go to heaven. But if you love, if you want to get people out of the pit, then you'll preach the gospel. So go ahead and finish off here so that you can see your little doggy. All right, in heaven. Then what? Verse 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. Verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Okay, that's the first temptation. You know, like when you're really hungry. I know I fasted around between 30 and 40 days. I can't remember because I, without food and water. 
And uh, I was, you know, so uh, incredibly uh, hungry and mainly thirsty that um, I did. And I had to do a recording session or because I did something very wrong. And I was just a baby Christian then, and I didn't fully realize I was doing wrong. But in the back of my mind, I probably did think I was. And so I was really trembling. And it would have been, uh, if I had the power to make bread, I still couldn't have done it because I fear God too much. And, of course, Jesus feared God too much. People that don't fear God, they could be tempted to eat bread or uh, eat a bowl of beans or eat anything like the Lord has had me on uh, he said for me to eat only half the time and I've been on this for years and a lot of times I don't eat hardly anything during the day and I wind up and it's already time to come off uh, the fast but he didn't say to fast half the time he said eat half the time so that is a different thing completely. You can figure that out for yourself. So let's keep going here. Verse 4, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So remember, see, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the living God is Christ. And that's the Bible, the whole Bible. So if you believe every word in the Bible, then you believe on Christ, because Christ is the one that said that you live eternally by Believing every word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. From God Almighty. And so if you don't believe all the words, like you hear some of these um, heretics stating that um, polygamy is the same sin or is worthy of the pit of hell as um, homosexuality. And the people that are saying that are not loving every word that became, came from the mouth of the living God because a lot of people get on my case because I preach that uh, the polygamists, if they have re uh, uh, married women that the Lord gave them, they're not going to hell. And if you believe otherwise, well, then you read the Bible and you'll see that there's never been any condemnation on anyone that is a polygamist. All right? Yeah. And... Um, there's no condemnation on a person that doesn't want to be married either. But I'm going to preach the Bible whether the stinking government likes it or not, okay? Amen. Because if they say that that's evil, then they're saying that the Bible is evil and it's them that's evil. Anyone that says the Bible is evil is the Antichrist. They're devils, Amen. all right? Amen. So people have to believe every word that comes from the mouth of the living God, even polygamy, and even being a person that doesn't marry. Amen? Yeah. They live a celibate life. But if you're living a celibate life and you're having sex with little school, little altar boys, well, that's homosexuality and that's uh, uh, taking advantage of little children that have put their trust in you And you took advantage of them. Now that, you're going to hell for homosexuality and for child molestation. And if you don't believe what I'm preaching, well, what I'm preaching is what's in the Bible. 
And the government is doing everything in its power, this international government, to stop people from preaching the word. And these false teachers and preachers are joining the Antichrist. They've become part of the Antichrist by preaching things that are anti the word of God. Amen? Amen. When indeed man is not saved by bread alone. Some of these people are so fat and greasy looking and they're standing uh, 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 you know, in behind pulpits and preaching that these things that are in the Bible that are not condemned by God are condemned with homosexuality. They're evil that people that say things like that. And another thing too, there are people that say it's wrong for uh, women, if their husbands leave them and are out committing adultery and fornication, they could bring home AIDS and all these different things. Uh, they're saying that we have to forgive them. That is Antichrist doctrine. Because no one can forgive sin but God. And God states not only uh, for not only for adultery, but for fornication. Now, fornication is uh, symbolized in the book of Revelation as being uh, fornication against God. Uh, that means that you are not keeping his commandments. So, uh, I mean, if you're committing adultery or fornication or you're a lesbian or a homosexual, you convert to these different things. And that you're a liar and you, that's fornication because that's against God's law. And some of you will say what well, the law is done away with. No, it isn't. The Lord says, I didn't come to destroy the law. The law, if we keep the law, we can't keep the law unless we have the spirit of God in us. We must become God men and women. Now, the law that governs a married woman's actions, and it doesn't govern a man's actions in this particular case, but women. Why women? Because women cannot be married to more than one man. And it's because they are the ground where you sow your seed. And there'd be no way in the world that a man would be able to tell who's what was the father of the child if he, a woman could be married to, if she could become a polygamist. She can't. And women say, well, that's wrong. Look at, don't you tell me what the Bible says. I'm telling you what the Bible says. This law, this has to do with a married woman's actions. Uh, they no longer apply or have any jurisdiction over her once her one and only husband is dead. You get that? She has to stay with her husband until he dies. And if he strays away from God and goes out into the world and does everything, he lives according to the ways of the world, then he is dead spiritually. And she has the right, according to the Apostle Paul, to remarry. And according to Jesus, who said, you can divorce a woman if she strays away, if she commits adultery, fornication, if she's a liar, if she's a thief, if she's a lesbian, or any of these things. So the same thing goes for a woman. She can divorce the man if he becomes a homosexual. And she's not to forgive him whatsoever, okay? Okay. Or if he's a liar and he just strays away and he doesn't repent, he just keeps 
he's into uh, violence and living the life of um, sinners. Widows, now I'm talking about women, are free to marry again. And Paul encourages the young women to marry. Now, this is Bible I'm teaching out here. I'm not teaching my own philosophy uh, or my own will. I could care less if you get married. I could care less whether if you're getting married or becoming a polygamist just for sex, that's not uh, of the Lord at all. As long as the one that they choose to marry is a believer. So they can remarry if the man goes haywire and he gets possessed with the devil. And if he uh, become if, if she wants to marry, she can to a believer because he's committed fornication. And for fornication, the Bible talks about the Vatican, uh, which tells us that um, I have told this Jezebel that calls herself a prophetess that to stop committing fornication. In other words, she has uh, an entire church loaded full of statues. And of course, you know, anybody that knows the Bible knows that you're not supposed to have statues or you're never to pray to Mary or to any of the hosts of heaven. Like there's uh, Gabriel and all these different angels there and you're not to pray to them because then God gets ticked off. It's like um, if you went and bought your son or daughter a nice present and everything, and she thanked somebody else for it, wouldn't that get you angry? Amen. Somebody helps you carry it into the house, and then uh, say, for instance, um, like um, uh, Mary, who is the mother, or say, let's use another name here, to say that if Paul a brother in Christ uh, gives your son a big old automobile and the one that helped carry it in, it's like a large toy, says to the person, thank you, Sanford. And Sanford had nothing, he just helped you carry it in the house. That gets you uptight. Uh, so you can marry a, a, a believer, yeah. but now somebody that really is saved. It has to be somebody like that. And that's 1 Corinthians 7.39. Go ahead and read it, please. The wife is bound by the law as long as her the husband... The wife, not the, you know, the... Because she's only to have one, one husband. That's why it doesn't say the wife and the husband. Okay? Because the husband can have... Two or more wives, if God gives them to him. But if you're just doing it for sex or for some lewd reason, you're lascivious, then of course that doesn't apply. Then go ahead. Now read it again. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. Okay, and then First Timothy Chapter 5, verse 14. I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children. Yeah, the younger women. 
He's not talking about elderly women, is he? No. He says the younger women. Well, when are uh, women elder? Uh, when uh, when are they young? It's when they reach puberty. And that is in the Webster's Dictionary. You can look it up under the word puberty. That's when a woman is able to conceive a child after her uh, menstrual period. She is able to have bare children. Then what? I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Well, but the Bible says that uh, that seducing in the last days, seducing spirits will come and will tell people they will forbid people to marry. Amen. Amen. And that's what the government, this Antichrist government, is doing: is forbidding women to marry. Well, they're too young. Who is anti? Who's the devil to tell you what the age is? The Lord tells you when the age is. The natural age to be able to marry is like when a woman can bear children. Young women. All right? Amen. Okay, then what? Is that it? Yes. Okay. Now, even the legitimately divorced. Now, what does that mean that you can legitimately divorce a woman? This is just the legitimately divorced. That means if, and the man too, if the man just refuses to serve the Lord and leaves and will not live up to the word of God. If a man and woman does not live up to the word of God, that is fornication, all right? And the Lord said in the book of Revelations that because this Antichrist Catholic cult and all the other degenerate uh now, I say that there's a lot of good people in the Catholic Church. I mean, some of them sound so, and they preach, you know, a good, uh, a lot of them are preaching uh, well today. And I can tell that they're, uh, some of them are very saved. But they need to get out of there because they're in a cult. And um, there are saved people all over the world that need to get out of these false religions. All right? Amen. Uh, and these men or women will not live up to the word of God. This woman, she can legitimately divorce him and marry again. That's First Corinthians chapter 7. Now, I'm reading the Bible to you, folks. First Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 and 9. I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. Verse 9. In other words, Paul was not married. And so that's approved also because the Lord led him not to get married. Could have been that he was a real rounder before he was saved and messed over women so bad that the Lord didn't want him to marry again. He probably had more women than he knew what to do with. Okay, then what? But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. Yeah, that doesn't mean to burn in your flesh. That means it's better to marry then it is for you to burn forever in hell. If the Lord is telling you to marry, then get married. Because if you cannot contain, that means that you're going to liable. You, you wind up maybe in a, some house of prostitution. Or you might wind up raping little boys or girls like the Vatican the people do. 
Now, I'm not against the, the, the real true Christians in the Catholic cult. I always say that the lower echelon of the uh, Vatican or the Catholic, uh, Roman Catholic Church, there are some uh, good uh, people there. And the Bible even says so. He gives them a space to repent and to get out of there. And they're, they're actually starting to copy Protestant teaching. They never did that before in the past because uh, they would speak to you in Latin so you couldn't tell what in the world they're saying. They might tell you that you should marry uh, Satan and all the other things, but the Lord tells you not to be unevenly yoked with unbelievers. Okay, and so um, we just did First uh, Corinthians 7, verses 8 and 9. Have you finished that? Yes. Okay, now we'll go to Romans 7, 4. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Okay, in other words, I'm saying you're dead. What? To the law. By the body of Christ. In other words, once you get in, see, the law, what it does is condemn you, and it's it's still here to condemn you, the law is. But if you get in the body of Christ where there's no sin, where you will not sin, how could you be in the body of Christ and sin? Because you're in the body, which is the Holy Spirit. Christ is the life-giving spirit. And he lives in you. In my father's house are many mansions that Jesus says. In other words, he's saying that my father lives in many temples. And we are the temple of God. And so in my father's house, where my father's house is, he lives in many of us. All right. And he says in the communion service, this is my body, which is broken for you. And we're the body of Christ. We're broken into many fragments. Now, a lot of people um, are jealous of my wisdom in the Lord, but uh, I uh, never, uh, I was never, I had, I never really had any wisdom before the Lord poured. When he showed me my wife, Susie, my late wife, Susie, he pulled all kinds of questions out of my heart. And at first... All the, I can only remember and say, Lord, no, she's too smart for me. And he said, that's good for your ego. And I said, but Lord, you know, I'm younger than he says, uh, you know, and then, and then all these things started coming out of my heart. It was like an awesome, a very awesome thing because thousands of words were coming out of my heart through a gold, like a golden pipe going up into the kingdom of heaven and at the same time there were hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of answers coming down into my heart which makes it these are answers that were planted in me by the lord because he said he'd do a quick work in these last days and he did that with me because there's my wife was nine years older than me and there's no possible way that i would ever be able to catch up with her wisdom Unless God had done a quick work of planting all these answers that would eventually come up in the ministry while I'm alive, uh, that I would be able to teach people. And so nobody, whether you, it doesn't matter, you, you know, can't, you dasn't be uh, jealous of me because what I have is not really mine. It was the Lord that 
pulled the questions out and answered millions of questions, hundreds of thousands of questions or millions. It was just like a fire hose with water just pouring down from this golden pipe. Questions going from this golden pipe up to the throne of God and then from this golden pipe, the answers were coming back like a flood into me. And after that happened, that vision, and it was uh, it was in first full color, and then at the end of it, it uh, came to me uh, in black and white. And then I was wide awake, and it started penetrating right down into my skull and into my spirit. And who could possibly know more of the Bible than myself? Except God Almighty, because he planted God, put that in me. And to be jealous of me is you're wasting your time because you're never going to have what I have. None of you out there. Doesn't make any difference who you think you are. Because if I listen to you long enough, I hear all kinds of false doctrine coming out of your face. And you need, uh, you must repent if you want to go to heaven. Okay, now Romans 7, chapter 7 verse 4, you read that, right? No. Okay, no. finish it. That's okay. it. Because the logical conclusion of the application of Paul's beliefs of that which the Lord taught him. God taught me, okay? And he taught me things that you don't know. Not until the Lord through me teaches them to you, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so finish that off. I, I'm not, uh, I never asked for what I have. Because I had no ambitions to be a pastor, a teacher, a preacher, evangelist, one of the two witnesses, or what? It doesn't make any difference to me. I'm just happy to be saved and to be a little blind, naked little speck in the kingdom of heaven. Because to be out of the kingdom of heaven is the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Okay, even because you'll be boiling in hellish lava and sulfur forever. So don't be jealous of the people that God has given them these talents, these gifts. And um, the Lord tells us that he's not going to repent for having given me these gifts. I don't look like a prophet, a preacher, a teacher. I'm like Amos. I never, my dad was never a prophet, a teacher, a preacher. My mother wasn't anything like in the Lord. My brothers, none of them. But why he did it to me, I don't know. He started riddling things into me with uh, golden pipes going up and coming down. And you're never going to be like me. You're never going to be like the Apostle Paul. You're never going to be like Moses, all right? Just be happy to be you and be saved, amen? amen. Don't be jealous because uh, envy, who can stand before it? And there's people in the church who get upset if they say wrong things and I have to come in and rebuke them and reprove them, and then they say, um, then they get really uptight or angry with it. Lord, the, the, the blood of the Lord is against you. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is against all you people that are that way. You either receive reproof or you're going to boil and burn and sizzle in the lake of fire. First held in the lake of fire. Okay, go ahead and read. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Yes, because the law does not convict you any longer once you're in the body of Christ because you're no longer sinning. The law is for sinners. So that 
And these false prophets say, no, we can still sin. We can still sin and sin and sin. What do you think the Lord went through such a brutal um, torture that he went through and went to hell and burned for us so that he could raise up from the dead and uh, out of hell and ascend into the kingdom of heaven so that you could sin more, you weasels. He did not that. He did it so that he could live inside of you. He could send on the day of Pentecost and every day that sends to send the Holy Spirit into people that seek for it so that they can keep the law. But the minute you break the law, you're condemned again and there remains no more sacrifice for you. This is the real truth, folks. Okay? Yeah. Go ahead. That ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Okay, that's... Do you read chapter 7, verses 1 through 3? Not yet. Okay, let's do that. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth? As long as he lives. What does that mean? That means that if you're living your life, the Lord says those that lose their life, they're no longer living their life, they shall gain eternal life. And those that... Um, uh, gain their life, they're going to uh, lose it, and those that lose their life will gain eternal life. Amen? Amen. Okay, so that's what that means. Read that again. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law... Yeah, you know the law, the moral law, thou shalt uh, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that you not pray to the host of heaven or to any image or anyone other than God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that created the entire, all the universe, the heavens, and the earth, and the fullness thereof. Okay? Read it again. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth? Yeah, dominion over, that means he condemns you. You're living under condemnation because there's sin on your soul. So he's not saying that the law is over with. He says that it has dominion over you as long as you live if you continue on in sin then what verse 2 for the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband yeah why just a woman because a woman can only have one husband that doesn't apply and this goes all throughout the whole bible this applies to women only but not to men okay but many men they have to be celibate they must be eunuchs and there's many of them that just don't want to be married to the women, especially the women that are unsaved and people that are headhunters and gold diggers and people that just want to have sex. A lot of these concubines that uh, Solomon had and David had, he never had sexual relationships with them. They were just helpers around the house and helpers around his ministry. Okay? Concubine just means a helper. They help the wives. They help take care of the house. They help take care of the yard. They help take care of all the different things. They carry the water. It's, uh, man is considered to be a homosexual if he carries water. Uh, this is speaking from God, the Bible. All women carried the water. Okay, then what else? For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, 
she is loosed from the law of her husband. Yes, because if he be dead, that means he can be spiritually dead. And we're forbidden to be unevenly yoked with unbelievers. If he's spiritually dead, now you just can't make up a case against your husband and say, well, he's out there boozing every night and he's doing, then he comes in and says, well, you know, Jesus uh, sat with the publicans and sinners and he drank wine and he blessed the wine at the uh, Cana of Galilee at that wedding. That's where he performed his first miracle and everything. All the winos give that as an excuse to drink, but that uh, you don't know the fullness of the word of God. And that doesn't mean that you can become a wino or a drunk because no drunkard shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. And drunkenness is not a disease. If uh, it were a disease, then God would never send. He wouldn't say all drunkards shall spend eternity in the lake of fire. So it's not a disease. This is made up stuff from reprobates on this earth. Okay, continue on. Verse 3. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Okay. Now, but uh, as we read before that the Apostle Paul stated that, have you, we read now Romans chapter 7, verse 3 and 4? Yes. Okay, so a man is considered dead or a fornicator if he uh, leaves serving the Word of God, keeping the Word of God. Uh, so the Greek word, or the Hellenic Greek word of uh, construction of this verb emphasizes two important points. Number one, the death happened at a point in the time with results that are complete and final. Someone else in the case, God himself, uh, initiated this death. Quote, he also were made to die. If we die, we give up our former life, and we'd be being crucified on the cross with Christ, and then take up our cross and follow the Lord, well then we're not dead. We are doing what the Lord said for us to do. We're walking because we have the Holy Spirit, and we have the life-giving Spirit riddled in us, and in response to faith, um, to in his son, God makes the person that is the sinner that believes to become uh, forever dead to the condemnation and penalty of the law. So if you're in the body of Christ, if you're walking in the spirit, then there, you're dead to any condemnation of the law. Because you're not walking in the law of sin and death any longer, but you're walking in the law of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So, uh, so far, as they continue walking in the Holy Spirit. Now, if you got married and your husband was just full of life and full of the Holy Spirit and was just walking with the Lord, 
And then all of a sudden you see him going out and committing a fornication and adultery and sinning and coming home and forcing you or beating you or doing something to you for nothing at all. And if he's spending God's money, he's too stingy and too wicked to give money to uh, the church so that they can continue on serving the Lord and winning souls. Well, then uh, um, uh, you're not in Christ any longer. You're into fornication. Okay, and for this, for fornication, you're able to be uh, divorced. But the man should be told first, or the woman, warn them so that they um, will know better than to uh, continue on that way. If they repent, then they can be forgiven. If you're sitting in heavenly places with the Lord Jesus Christ and you don't do anything wrong any longer because you're dead, your, your old life is dead and you've been forgiven. Therefore, the law doesn't apply to you because the law only uh, condemns you if you sin. A lot of people are arrested today when they didn't do anything wrong. And they serve up to 30, 40, 50 lifetimes in prison. Um, Some of them have been put to death on false charges. But when you become dead and you're living in the Holy Spirit, the penalty of the law, you become dead to also. That's uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. No, if you're in Christ, then you you can't sin if you're in Christ. It's impossible for you to sin in Christ. Uh, Through the body of Christ, because of the substitute for sinners, Christ suffered in the the penalty of death uh, for everyone, every kind of sinner on the face of this earth. Some people have murdered millions of children, but if they come to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, he covers every sin on earth, except blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. He never died for those people that blaspheme the Holy Spirit. They suffered the penalty of death that the law demanded so that we could, after death of the old man, after we leave Uh, walking after Satan, Uh, the old us, the old satanic us, we could be joined to another husband, which is Jesus. Amen? Amen. That other one is Jesus. Just as the widow in Paul's analogy, verses 2 and 3, was free to marry the believer has been freed from this hostile hostile relationship to the law. That's why if uh, your husband or your wife is out there just living a hellish life, 
that's fornication against the word of God and you can get rid of, you can divorce them. The Lord never compels you to live with a reprobate. So this is a relationship to the law, the law that has condemned them and can therefore be remarried this time to Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 2. And uh, I'm out of time. And that's also Ephesians 5, 24 through 27. We don't have time to read it. <clears throat> My time is up and this is the time for us to pray. Amen. Now, we're not going to receive anything from the Lord unless we ask. We're not going to receive uh, the kingdom of heaven unless we knock on the door of heaven. And um, we have to knock and seek and find. And we have to ask. A lot of people say, we don't have anything. Well, the Apostle James said, you don't have anything because you don't ask. And then when you ask, you ask amiss. So when you pray now, let's pray. And don't act, uh, ask amiss. Ask uh, with a, a whole honest heart. Father, say this to God. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that, Father, you raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my spirit, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me and I know that you have answered me and I know that I'm saved. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory for saving your soul. And uh, keep reading the King James Version of the Bible. And if you have any questions, call them in and I'll, I believe the Lord will give me the answer for you. And uh, Sharon, tell them how to receive everyone in Radio Land to receive a copy of program number 567. It's free. Just say um, and tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Right. When the Lord sets you free, you become free indeed. You're not bound to that old devil any longer. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying uh, God bless you. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for another powerhouse message of the absolute truth to set you free. And uh, here now here's Sam Cook again to sing for you. I'm, and I believe he wrote this one too. I'm not sure, but I'm going to build on that shore.
Well, I'm gonna build right on that shore. Right on that shore. I'm gonna build right on that shore. I'm gonna build for my Jesus. Build for my Jesus. You know I'm gonna pray right on that shore. I'm gonna pray, child, right on that shore. Well, I'm gonna pray for my Jesus. For my Jesus. Well, I was walking down the road one day when I heard Master Roy. Spirit came upon me, filled my heart with joy. I started out for Canaan on that celestial shore. I'm gonna build for my Jesus, for my Jesus. Oh, just let me build right on that shore. I wanna build right. On that shore, said I wanna build for my Jesus, for my Jesus. Oh, just let me pray right on that shore. Oh, I wanna pray right on that shore. Lord, said I wanna pray for my Jesus, for my Jesus. Well, I stood upright and I stood for God, and I'm standing on the hill today. Straight in my way I can't turn back And I won't turn around I'm gonna stand right on that shore I'm gonna stand for my Jesus For my Jesus Oh, let me stand Right on that shore Oh, let me stand right on that shore Said I won't stand for my Jesus For my Jesus Well, this feeling is completed Going home to live with God Tell him about my troubles Down in the land I talk Just soon as my feet strike time Gonna live forever more I'm gonna live for my Jesus For my Jesus Let me live Right on that shore Live right on that shore Said I wanna live for my Jesus Jesus, 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 Jesus,